All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully you are doing well. I want to share a little story with you, right? So today, today is a Saturday. And on some Saturdays, my family likes to do this. We like to go for a walk to get some good old ice cream. So today, we are walking, my wife, two kids, and we're walking to this ice cream spot. And it's about 15 minutes from the house, which is awesome because it's super close. So we get there and... I look around, and I'm like, man, this place is packed. And then my wife's like, you know what? It is. And, and the, the point of us, well, the point of me sharing that in that moment was because they relocated. And we've been getting ice cream from there for years. But at the other location, it, there, there, was always a, there, was always, there was always a lot of uh, empty seats. Which, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of crowds. So if I go somewhere and it's like not a lot of people, um, I, I prefer that over a crowded place. Um, and, and some people may, 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 may differ from that, so it's all good. Now, I'm sitting there with my wife and, and we're enjoying our ice cream. And me being me, just kind of going into looking around and business mindset popping up like my spider senses. Uh, I, start, I start to laugh and I go, you know, it's it's the location. You know, and what's really interesting, though, is that it's literally like two minutes down the road. So it's like, shit, you know, that that's that's a huge change for business. That's such a huge change for business, you know, changing your location, you know, going even two minutes down the road like this place did. It, it, It was night and day, the difference that it made. It was the same staff, same ice cream they were serving. The key difference was that they changed the location. So we continue to eat our ice cream. And then here we are, right? Here, here we are, you and me, we're having this episode and we're talking about ice cream, but you're probably wondering, you know, well, what, what are we really going to get into today? So today we're going to get into, today we're going to get into, what if you're not at that place you want to be at with your caseload? And it may be that you're just starting off or you've been at it for years and you're at five clients per week, but you want 10, you want 15, you want 20. Or you're building a group practice and, and you're trying to get those numbers up. You're trying to get your your um, clinicians on staff to go you know, from five patients to 10 to 15. And there's, there's a lot of different strategies we could talk about. Today, I want to hit on two. And what I would love from you is a listening ear time. I, I think that these two strategies can be extremely helpful. I've used them when, when doing consulting, we go into these strategies and I want to share them with you so that if those numbers aren't where you want them to be, you're able to buckle down and at least try these out. So the first one, the first one is all about your sales page. And I get it. I get that we as clinicians do not come into private practice to sell, right? You know, there's even like this, I don't know, this like darkness in there, if you will, where there's like this idea of, 
you know, I don't, I don't want to raise my hand and go, you know, you're struggling in your relationship because I could sell you some really good counseling to help. I, I guess it just doesn't go well together, you know, versus you're struggling in your relationship. I love the opportunity to connect with you, you know, to show compassion, to be authentic and to be genuine and to support any way that I can, you know, as, as you move in that journey of healing, you know, that love and that relationship that you have. And I think that second one there. It, it connects to us as clinicians on a much deeper level than, you know, being that salesperson. So, so I find that a lot of clinicians out there may struggle to build their caseload because they shy away from sales. You know, it, it could be, um, well, I'm not really a salesperson. Or it just feels, feels wrong, you know, to be selling this service like that. It'd be different if I was selling cars or selling a, a phone at Verizon, but you know it's not that type of transaction. And I and I hear you, you know I, I really hear you from my heart to yours. I don't I don't think it's that type of transaction, and I don't I don't I'm not a big fan of that word sales. So maybe one day we can call it something else, but for now, it is what it is, right? You have a business, and you're trying to figure out how to bring. X into your business so that it produces Y. Because at the end of the month or the 15th of the month, you know, someone's knocking on your door for that mortgage payment. Someone's knocking on your door for the payment for daycare, for that grocery bill, for the gas bill. So we we got to make sure we check those boxes of priority. If not, we're going to feel overwhelmed. We feel overwhelmed. We're going to show up to a, a, a session, but we're not going to show up 100%. And that's going to hurt our business even more. So let's kind of take a step back. You know, if you're if you're struggling to build your caseload, if the numbers aren't where you want them to be, if you're hiring clinicians and their numbers aren't where they want them to be, one strategy you can do is you could look at shifting. You could add some glitter, my friends. Add some sprinkles. Put a cherry on top when it comes to your sales page. And I shared that because today my daughter, when she ordered her ice cream, I said, hey, I said, Nola, I said, you can do it. You can, you can order. Right? You can order your own ice cream. Here we go. And then she's like, I'm nervous. I said, well, you know, you, you know what you want. Tell them what you want. So then she's like, I want cookies and cream with sprinkles with a cherry on top. I said, there you go. You know, that's that that's her stuff right there. You know, that is her that's her that's that's her ice cream. That's what she wants. Cookies and cream. Toss some sprinkles and then finish it off with a cherry. I want you to think about what does your ideal client want? What's their ice cream flavor? Do they want sprinkles? Do they want a cherry on top? I know we're not selling ice cream, but I want you to think about your ideal client. When, when, they're, when they're struggling with something, what does that look like? You know, do they wake up at 2, 3 in the morning with a panic attack, just <sighs> breathing, and their hands are shaking, and they're sweating? <sighs> And they're thinking to themselves, you know, what's going on? I need some EMDR. Is that is that what they say? That they need some EMDR? Or or is your ideal client a couple, a couple that is struggling in their relationship? And then he's just he's just pulling at his hair and he's thinking to himself, I don't know what to do, but I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose my spouse. And then he thinks to himself, I need some CBT. No, no, and, and and maybe you're laughing right now, but let's let's just let's just stay, 
let's just stay the course here. No. You know, when my when my daughter ordered her ice cream, she didn't she didn't order the ingredients. She you know, she she hit that average Joe terminology, if you will. Cookies and cream. Sprinkles. Toss a cherry on top. Mm. Now your ideal client, when they wake up, when they wake up at two or three in the morning from the panic attack and their hands are sweating and their heart is just beating so fast they can feel it coming out of their chest. What what does that person say? What does that person think? How do they feel? What's going on through their mind? And and if you're not sure, I want you to think about maybe the clients that you've worked with. When you give them your intake documents, how do they fill it out? What do they say for concerning uh, presenting problem? Why why do they reach out to you? What are their strengths? What do they want to work on? What are their goals or objectives? When people call and you pick up the phone... And they question, you know, they ask you questions about the counseling practice and to tell you a little bit about what's happening with them. What did they say? Because that's important. You know, all of that information goes into that sales page. All of that information allows you to connect on a very genuine level with your client. And often what we do is, and it's no fault of ours, you know, we go into graduate school, right? And we're excited. You know, we're young kids. Um... No, maybe not all of us, right? So that's a general statement there. Um, we are who we are. We jump into graduate school and we're trying to get this degree, right? This licensure, whether it's the LPC or licensed social worker or psychologist, whatever it may be. We're, we're walk, walking this journey together. And there's not many classes on sales, right? Did you have a class on sales in your... Um, in your graduate, you know, mental health program? More than likely not. So 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 then it makes sense that we may struggle with sales. We may be a little bit blind to it. And we we most of us we have not not just a class, I think we have a push, a nudge from the mental health field on advocacy. You know, I really hear this from my, my friends and, and colleagues. I have a buddy of mine, his sibling just finished up uh um, so uh, social work school, um, and and I know that I hear they are such a strong level of advocacy of being there for others. You know, for free, and it's beautiful. That doesn't really connect much with the sales page, does it? Because when we're selling something, we're selling blank at a certain price. So then it makes it really challenging if we're that clinician trying to build our caseload, you know, trying to get those numbers up if we lack that area. So that's why, that's why I'm having this, this conversation with you. That's what we're going into, you know, really breaking down a sales page from, you know, just trying to throw out some catchy elevator speech. And you probably heard of that one. You know, I think that, I think that was something that was thrown out there right when I was in graduate school. Um, sorry, right when I finished graduate school and I was reading a bunch, too many, um, business-like books uh, and, and doing consulting with different individuals, they would say, Juan, you know, you jump into an elevator, you got five seconds, what's the elevator speech? And I'm writing it down. You know, hi, my name is Juan Santos. I help struggling couples. You know, hi, my name is Juan. You know, I love to work with uh, kids uh, on the aut- autism spectrum. And I'm writing these things down. <laughs> and then, and then I, I, think, I think when I was doing this, I was... I want to say I was at home or I was in my office, but I know my wife was there. And 
she's like, why, why so fast? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, you're an elevator and you're supposed to tell this thing so fast. But it's like you're, you're, you're running through it. Where's the connection? She's like, you know, if I'm going, she, she tells me, she's like, if I'm going through some shit, I'm not sure I want you to just throw me out something fast. You know, I want to connect with you. I want to hear you. I want to know that you hear me. And that really stuck out to me. And I think that's one of those key differences there that when it comes to like us as clinicians, we want to connect. And it's important for us to know that our clients want that too. Our potential prospective clients want that too. So in the beginning, what I did is that I would, when I would pick up the phone and speak to a a potential client, whether they were going to sign up for a session or not, right? Whether that was going to turn into a sale or not, I would lengthen that elevator speech. Five minutes, 15, sometimes even longer. And it may lead to a session. It may have not led to a session, but I felt good every time. I felt good because I was able to connect with someone that I didn't know and share time with them. And I understand the time is so valuable because we don't get it back. But all of those were moments or times where I wouldn't want those back. You know, I I was happy to have those moments, whether the individual wanted a session or did not want a session. There was purpose in that. And it connected to, you know, to the values that, that I uphold in my life. So I share this so that we can pull all this, all, all of this that we're talking about. We can pull it all into a sales page. And hopefully you have a website. And on your website, you know, you've got a page that talks about whatever service you're providing that brings your client in, your ideal client. And that sales page, you know, is it is it a space that someone would you know, your ideal client, that's that someone, that they they would go through whatever they're going through. And let's say your ideal client struggles with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. They will wake up at three in the morning and start scrolling through the computer or their phone, land on your page, they land on it, right? They're on there and they're reading it and they would stay and keep reading. They would receive help. They would connect with you. They would whisper to themselves, yes, that's how I feel. That's what I'm going through. I think this person can help. Or would you lose them? Will they click away and go somewhere else? Taking the time, my friends, to create this sales page and then to evaluate it over time. Ask your patients, how did you hear from me? See if they read it. See what they think about it. Taking the time to do it, it's going to help over time to increase those numbers. And then get them to where you want them to be at. So that's, that's us doing that work. The second strategy that I want to go into is a webinar. Now, a webinar, you probably heard about this, you know, especially, especially now they're, they're kind of everywhere. Um, overall, I like to keep it simple. It's a, a video presentation that you do uh, that, that goes over a certain topic. And there's some sort of call to action. Call to action is something that you want them to do. Uh, so a common like webinar could be that... You know, Bob, who is a relationship counselor, um, sells a relationship book called Helping Couples Communicate More Effectively. Um, So then he does this presentation, right, this webinar, where he goes into 
who the book is for, how it can help. Um, he talks about himself a little bit so they get to know him. And then at the end, he's got some kind of call to action. Click here uh, or follow this link and you'll be able to purchase your book. Right. So that's a webinar. And there's there's so much, so much talk about it, but I think there's not enough conversation when it comes to your caseload. And, and that's where, you know, you could look at who's your ideal client. So we talked a little bit about that earlier, you know, on our sales page. And let's just say that your ideal client is someone that's struggling with uh, PTSD. So then from there, you could think about making a webinar in three styles. One is just a video of you, right? So it's literally you behind the camera. Another style is you behind the camera, but with a presentation at the same time. So basically it has like a mini video of you on the side and then the presentation up. And the last is just straight presentation. Um, from like a statistical point of view, you know, a, a marketing specialist uh, or SEO, search engine optimization uh, specialist, they may come in and give you more detail and data as far as which one's more effective. Uh, I think overall from what I've seen, the hybrid is the most effective. Hybrid be, being the one where it has some video view and some PowerPoints that have like key bullet points. But it's up to you. You know, do what's comfortable. This is your business that you're that you're that you're running, and operate it in a way that connects to your mission, your vision, and the culture that you're setting up there. Uh, so, that, so that's important too. You know, before just diving right into a webinar. So now that you've are open to this idea, right? Making a webinar for the purpose of building your caseload and increasing it, or if you have counselors on, on staff, doing it there too. Let's just say that your ideal client is coming to you for support with PTSD. You know, the webinar could be. Uh, titled, you know, something around that, you know, are you, are you struggling with PTSD? You know, we'd love to work with you at Blank Counseling Office. You know, check out this video if you find it supportive, uh, reach out. So then it's free for them, right? They just click it and watch it. And then when they watch it in the beginning, talk about symptoms, common symptoms of PTSD. Talk about common coping skills that, that you know, that they can be supportive to them. Uh, talk a little bit about you, your education, your knowledge, you know, why you love to work with individuals that are um, struggling with PTSD. Uh, and then at the end, a call to action. A call to action like, hey, here's a phone number to, to schedule a session or here's a link to schedule a session or an email. You know, some sort of call to action there. So that's it in a nutshell, right? That webinar. And you could make it evergreen. Evergreen literally means that uh, or just in general it means that you're able to not have to re-record it again. It's just one time and then they can click play anytime they want. And as far as like where to put it, you can put it on your website. Uh, you can put it on YouTube and then connect it to your website if you get stuck with any of that, there's so many professionals out there that can help. Reach out to me. Uh, I'm more than happy to lead you in the right direction. So then from there, here's how this webinar starts to support with building your caseload. It's probably a question that you're having. If I'm a client and I'm struggling with PTSD, I can land on your website and I see this video. And I can click it and watch it. And then right away I can get some help. Coping skills that you're going to talk about, symptoms. And I'm like, oh, you know, flashbacks? I get flashbacks. Right, so, so we're relating, and then I get to know you, I get to know your experience, and I can see if it's a good fit. So it really lets me get to know you on a strong level, which is awesome because it helps you as a clinician work with appropriate clients. It helps clients work with appropriate clinicians versus, um, you know, versus you just schedule an appointment at a practice, and you show up, and then you get there, and some person is scheduled with you, and yes, you know your skills, and you have your knowledge and all of that, um, but what if it's not your ideal client? You know, what if your cup of tea is that you're really good when it comes to couples, but then the intake coordinator just scheduled uh, a 10-year-old who's struggling with bullying? 
you know, yes, that could probably be an area that you you work well in, and, and your master's uh, or doctorate degree went into the psychology and and, and the coping skills and, and, and the support with that, but it may not be your ideal client. So that's where doing a webinar like this can help to really fine tune those points and support you in working with who you want to work with. And and, and then what lead, what what supports with that is or what helps is that when you work with individuals that are your ideal clients, you tend to be more effective. And that leads to a stronger referral because now if I'm your ideal client, I come in and I'm like, man, this person really helped me with PTSD. I'm likely to refer you to somebody else. I'm likely to say, hey, Bob, you, uh, hey, Bob struggled with PTSD and he's a friend of mine. I could refer him to you. But let's just say that I'm that 10-year-old kid and you, you know, there was help there, but it maybe wasn't to the same level. And you felt that as a clinician too, that maybe it wasn't to the same level as a play therapist down the street that can potentially lead to not receiving that uh, referral there. Not always, but just something to think about. You know, that was, that was a little bit of a tangent there, but I wanted to throw it in just in case it was supportive. Now, kind of going back to this webinar, um, another idea that you could do with your webinar, if you want to level it up, make it a little more effective, is you could throw a little cash flow behind it, meaning that you could run it into an ad. So an ad could be on any social media platform like Facebook, Instagram, um, or it could be on Google. And typically for ads, what the common what you'll see in the common ones are just words. Like if you get on Google right now and you get a chance, uh, Google counselors near me or near whatever city you're at. And at the very top, you'll see um, a title, some words underneath it, and then you'll see like ad. So that tells you that someone's paying money to have those at the top of the page. And most of them are just words. It, it, it could be something like, you know, counselor in Texas, um, you know, click here to schedule. So something like that. Now yours will stick out a little bit differently because yours is an entire video, right? So whenever someone sees yours, they're going to have an experience with it. And when you think about that, I want you to think about your life outside of therapy. Are you more likely to remember experiences? And we are because there's a lot more you know, emotions connected to them. You know, then maybe uh, a straight um, you know, a couple of words that are thrown out there. Not that the words are not effective, but if we look at you know the the degree of effectiveness, I think the, the video is going to stick out a little bit more uh, because it allows the person watching it to get to know you for I don't know five, ten, fifteen minutes, however long it takes you to make that, uh, versus they quickly read it and then they scan to the next thing. So that's the way that you could level it up, level level it up. I am stuttering over my words. All right, all right, friends. So. This episode was all about, you know, building that caseload, whether you are solo practice, you're trying to build a group practice, or you currently have a group practice, and maybe you are at five patients, but you want to get to 10 or to 20, uh, whatever that number is, your definition of it, I think that these two strategies can help. Try them out, see what takes place. You know, if you need a little bit further support, reach out to me, I'm more than happy to help as always. Doing that is simple, go to a counselorsjourney.com. Once you get there, you'll see my mug, my picture, uh, you can sign up for consulting, or you can just reach out, You know, send me an email, let me know what questions you have. Uh, if, if we don't need to go the whole uh, turn point of uh, consulting, I am more than happy to just answer whatever question that may be. Let me know what you think about this episode, You know your thoughts on it. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or on Stitch or wherever you're at, put a review on there. Let me know which one you want to try out, uh, or let me know what ideas that you have that you would like for me to talk about on a podcast. I am more than happy to dig into it as long as I feel comfortable with it. As always, my friends, I hope that you are living your best life. And thank you for serving others. If it's a morning for you and you're listening to this, it's during the day, 
it's an afternoon. I hope that it's beautiful. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.